Okay. Do we have Brixton here? Brixton. I see some new faces. Is that Lauren? Lauren? We met once in the East Side, isn't it? You just remember it. <laughs> okay. Um, fantastic um, review from Pastor Curtis on. Yeah, you can give him a round of applause. On what we will discuss today. And before we get into that, as usual, this is leadership class under the Pulse City Church. So I will always give the first charge and vision on the Pulse and what we are trying to establish and what we're trying to do. Just so the leaders in the house know where we are and where we're going. Okay? And um, I do expect there to be at least a representative of each church. Yeah, you've got to get used to stop calling it community unit. A representative of each church, so RBG, Brixton, and Eastside have to be present. Yes? Are you with me? Akisha, good to see you. Who led prayer? Next time, it must always be Lakeisha to lead prayer. Okay. Um, we've been overdosed by the word. I think we can start from there. We can give ourselves a recap of the last few days at SPAC Nation. And, of course, we were privileged to host the older PT. Yeah? the future PT and, and there's a reason why I say that because it's the same spirit and where he's going is where we're going you get that later on so you know what I realized I, I said to myself I always want to be a follower it makes your path easier it's much harder for you to charter your own way through life when you've never taken that path before. However, if we are to go with um, our teachings on time, that means there are people who have gone ahead of us in certain spaces. Yeah? If you can find those people, then you follow them. And that's how you make things easier for yourself. I said to myself, I don't ever want to be in a space where I have to figure my own life out. I would get things so wrong. And, and I realized that my strength, because I don't really have a strength, but the only strength I have is that I enjoy following. I'm proud to be a follower. I'm proud that there is no decision I make there is no mind or vision I have that is of my own. How did I get here? I was ordained a pastor in January this year. Some people think I've been a pastor for forever. <laughs> no. This year, January, I was ordained a pastor. But when I met this man, I didn't come to be a pastor, you know. I met Pastor Toby and it was all talk about business this and business that. 
But something kept on telling me, despite that the business may not materialize per se, just keep following. Keep following and see, see where this all ends. I, I came into SPAC only coming on Thursdays. That's, that's how I came into SPAC. I was just a Thursday worshiper because of the intensity of the word and I enjoyed the word like we all do if you're in Spark Nation then you just know you enjoy the word but how did that materialize from Thursday to my whole life and some of us may be saying to ourselves we were in we were in church on Monday Tuesday <laughs> Wednesday and you're just praying oh please pastor oh let there not be a leadership class on Saturday. <laughs> you find yourself in this thing throughout the week. So therefore, it can't be church then. Right? Because church is like an activity. When something becomes your everyday, it's become your life. Are you with me? It's become your life. It's much more than the activity of church. It, it then means that the decisions you make in your life, they are hinged on the activities that take place during your week. So one of you comes up to me and says, Sir, I've just got these two job offers and I want to know which job do I take. And in a, normal, in a normal aspect of her life, let's just say in a normal state of her life, I'll call it normal because Spartan Nation is not normal. She should be making that decision herself. Do you understand? Because it's a, it's, it's a simple decision. Does that make sense? Uh, the, you, you've just got to make a decision between two jobs. I should be making that decision myself. In fact, a part of your mind will tell you Maybe you're not well. Why, why are you involving your pastor in, in such trivial decisions? I want to tell you how, how deep this following became. You know, the, the guys that speak to you in Brixton and RBG, they've been following me. And the same method as to following that Pastor Toby gave me is the same method that I gave them. So, it's no wonder... They, they look like they're 35 or they behave like they're 35. They're like old men, but they're only like 21, 22. Scary, isn't it? Curtis is 22. Imagine that. How old are you? 21. You look 22. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> the intensity of following, you know, there was a stage where even the clothes they pick, they could message me and say, yes, sir, we're going to this function. Do we wear shorts? Do we wear trousers? They'll tell you. These are, these are truthful stories. And, and someone else should see that and say, but are you all right, though? You know, no one knows how to follow like that. I'm telling you that following is an art. I know it doesn't sound... And this, we'll get into bloodline. It's not by coincidence I'm speaking about this. We'll get into bloodline. Because for you to know it's a bloodline, they must all look the same. 
Every man or lady that comes from that line has to look the same. That's why you usually, you usually see there's friction when a dynasty or a powerful family has that one daughter or one son that decides I'm going to marry a rapper. It's true. So in the Rothschild family, one of them just woke up one day and she said, yeah, you know what? That guy you made me marry, the gold trader or something like that, I don't like him anymore. There's this rapper I love now. <laughs> the way she was excommunicated so quickly. It's like she doesn't exist. And he's black as well. Yeah, there you go. Even worse. There's a way you must look to remain in the bloodline. And Pastor Curtis is very correct when he says there's a reason as to why the questions are tailored that way. And for those of you who go to school, you can't just give questions like Ramsey's. So what? It then shows us how meticulous you are during exam time. What about Ramsey's? Who's he? You go into study and then you see... Let me tell you something. Remember that Dr. Bakari was saying that Genesis... Do you, do you remember what he said? Okay, go on. Finish it for me. Genesis is what? Genesis is not a Christian book. What other books are not Christian books? The word cannot be confined to just the Bible. And we should know that because if people are the letters that have been written to certain churches, and if it is still people who write books, then it could be that the book that you pick up could have been a letter written from God because the church was not able to make itself available. Yeah? Let, let's throw religion away. And let's understand that maybe Einstein was a letter from God written to the world in regards to mathematics. Maybe he was in regards to physics. But back, back, on, back on following. You know, sometimes you, you see where, and one of the good things about following is it's almost like watching a movie because the person in front of you is changing and the person in front of you is the only evidence you have that you're changing. Do you understand? Again, this is one of the reasons <clears throat> why I believe following is extremely important. It's not enough for you to say to yourself, yeah, I go to this church unit, or I go to this church unit, but when it comes to following, I have my own idea, or I'm going to follow Pastor Toby. No, I know that sounds strange to you, but it's not possible for you to directly follow Pastor Toby. 
So what Pastor Toby would do is make sure that in each generation, there is a Pastor Toby. So you have new gen. And then amongst your new gen, you've got to honestly say to yourself, on this new gen, which one of them looks like Pastor Toby? And this is what we're going to be saying to ourselves as Pulse. The Pulse City or Pulse City Church does not belong to anybody. It's not my project. It's not a Pastor O project. It's not a Pastor Ebon project. And I, I believe this is the way the rest of the churches have been modeled. I know for a fact connectors like that because I speak to Pastor Sam. The first generation will run as far as they can and they will build as strong as they can they will take territory and say this is east side they will take territory and say this is rbg they will implement things they'll say okay now we have pulse legals we have pulse media and when at a point pastor o is going to come in front to speak and when he looks at the audience, he will notice that they can't relate with him. At a point, that, that generation of leadership comes in and then they realize that the world that they should be appealing to has become so young or they have become so old. You don't expect me to be here doing leadership class at 40 years old. It will mean something is strange. Something is wrong, right? <laughs> He's going to come up and speak and see some young faces. And the same way we, we abuse the other churches, like, oh, I'll see this uncle making noise. That's what they're going to be saying. They're going to be looking at me saying, ah, oh, see this uncle. He thinks he's cool. He's wearing... Oh. So he builds to a point and then makes sure that there is a Pastor Daniel, a Pastor Eben, a Pastor Curtis, a Pastor Alex, make sure that there is someone else to run with whatever that vision is saying for that time. So let me tell you how it works. For each and every one of you as leaders, your work is to push your ministry. Because we're all in ministry. Whether if it's whether your pulpit is on a Tuesday or a Monday, or maybe your pulpit is every day of the week except Sundays. What do I mean by that? Those of you who work, that's your pulpit. Some of you are in healthcare. So what do I expect in healthcare is I expect that there should be a SPAC nation in healthcare. That person is intent on hearing the word Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and what they do when they get into the area of work is they just lift up a pulpit there and they begin to give the word. They're giving the word to other professionals day in, day out, indoctrinating professionals. They become masters of using word. Word being that you're saying something until it gets into that person's head that maybe I should be doing this though. One of the arts of of the Islamic world is being able to exist and to be intense generation after generation they're intense why is it that since Muhammad came to today their fire for violence has not died out because they're intense they, 
they, they make sure that the young people are fasting from seven years old, eight years old. They bring them in fasting. And what's their older brother saying during the fast? He's saying, this is haram. This is haram. This is haram. If you are to be with these people, it's haram. And so from seven, eight years old, no matter where that person strays in his mind, are words that shape his entire life. Are you hearing me? What do I expect from engineers? You're an engineer in SPAC Nation. Your pulpit is in your workplace. The first thing you do as an engineer is when you get into school, you get into uni, you create your community unit. You start by creating your fellowship because if you've not started before, then you have to start from fellowship, right? You start with fellowship. There's four to five of you in the uni that you just keep on speaking to them you're intentional with having lunch with four to five people because they're words you're giving them you're giving them words you're you're speaking you're speaking and you may never mention christ but you're 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 allowing your words to be tailored in a certain line so that the day you do say oh yeah there's this thing called spark nation that i go to would you come they don't know why they've said yes because before then they've been words that were tailored to that person's mind. I'm telling you that if we're going to relate with a generation, the first thing God will first do is the letters, those lost letters. The lost letters that God has written to certain mountains need to start coming alive. I don't know who, who made jewelry something for the world is it's not something that should be out of the church you know many churches mis misunderstood and then to them to be pious or to be holy or to be righteous was to wear less jewelry so the ladies will come looking very very horrible and and yeah horrible and simple Simple is good, but put something on now. We're nothing. Because jewelry has to be away from the church. But how can it then be? Because when the Lord invited Moses and his 70 elders to dine with him, it was on a stone. This, this stone is a gemstone. What, what's it called? Uh, Emma? I mean, not, um, what's her name again? What's her name again? Stella. <laughs> huh? The blue one. Lapis Lazuli. Go on, go on Google Lapis Lazuli. Go Google Lapis Lazuli. It's, it's the most precious gemstone. And that was God's dining table. It's blue, very deep blue, a deep blue gemstone. God used this, yeah, see, Pastor Eben has it up. That was God's dining table. So he brought them up on this table and told them, now I'm going to feed, you guys are going to come and eat with me. Don't, don't let people fool you about God. There's nothing that you do he doesn't do. So what do you think they went there to do? Eat spiritual food? <laughs> That's not possible, is it? Stella, look into that. Record that for yourself. What happened to us that we discarded 
what we should be doing in the world as ministers. And then we thought that what we were called for is for Sunday. Sunday is the point where all the pastors and ministers, ordained and unordained, meet to celebrate God. Sunday, for you who is here, Sunday is not your day. Please. Are you hearing me? It's your day of fun. It's your day of fun, complete fun. You're, you're enjoying life. You're loving life. If you start using Sunday as, ah, I've, I've messed up. Ah, I can't wait till Sunday. You're finished. You're finished from the point where you who are here now, I'm speaking to you who are here because you're supposed to be leaders, right? You who are here now, when you begin to use Sunday as my reconciliation with Christ's day, then we have a problem because why? A young man in East London has just murdered two people. Guess what he's coming to church on Sunday to do? The same thing. He's coming on Sunday to answer altar call and to be prayed for. So if you, you're not a murderer, you just decide that it's something simple, something meager that's going to make you join the line. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Something like gossiping is going to make you join the line. Next to you is going to be a serial murderer. I want to know what the doctors and pharmacists should be doing in a hospital. It does not take money to take over an industry. It takes word. So as a pharmacist or as a doctor, I get into my space of work, I get into my hospital, and I begin to target decision makers. I begin to have lunch, dinner with them or whatever, lunch break with them, and I'm giving them words, slowly feeding words into them, because if I have the heart of the king, I hope you understand, Joseph was not the pharaoh of Egypt, but he had the heart of pharaoh. He had Pharaoh's heart in his hand. So when it came to decision making, when Pharaoh wanted to, when, when famine came, and famine is, is modern day um, market crash. The market crash was coming and Pharaoh said, this young man here, in him is a kind of spirit of the gods because they don't know who Christ is. So that's how they explain it. The spirit of the gods, let's speak to him. What will he say? And then the young man says, okay, right, market crash is coming. This is what we're going to do. Let's take our reserves. Let's, let's buy into gold, the 20% 20, 20 of what we have left. Let's use it. Let's buy essentials. Let's make sure there's grain. Let's make sure there's rice, bread. Let's make sure we're still importing and exporting. And then Joseph said, but at the point where we have a lot of these things, we begin to stockpile it. Joseph was the first one that came up with stockpiling. Stockpiling is what the oil industry uses now as tankers. You know, America has so much oil that even if oil ran out today, you even know. So like, how, maybe you'd have died by the time you even, your children would even know. They've, they've, they've stockpiled so much crude. There's, there's a state where it's almost as if that state, imagine a state, yeah? A state is bigger than London, okay? Imagine that 
all the land in a place bigger than London, that's North London, South London combined, there's hardly even any human being there. It's just filled with storage. And they're just packing oil in this place. So I want to know, what, why? Why would we as believers say to ourselves that we're waiting for a breakthrough when you have the blessing? The blessing is at the tip of your tongue. And so I would then come in and then I will begin to speak to the decision makers in the hospital. Maybe it may be a year, it may be a few months, it may be two years later, but then there's just going to be a feeling like, are you the one running this place? Your position still says junior doctor. But for some reason, the MD has guests coming from abroad and you're involved in saying, mm, MD, not today. Not today. Today's not a good day for us to have those guests. Let's bring them in on Friday. And then he goes, why though? I think it would be great for them to come today. He said, no, 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 I have church tonight. So I don't think it works out for us as a hospital. I'm saying that the blessing at the tip of your tongue is what you will use then. Everyone here is a minister, is a pastor. Everyone here holds the blessing if you've not begin to put in work in your area of calling as a letter written to the world of fashion. I don't understand why my conversations will be with those who are meager in fashion. Have you seen a man diligent in his work? He will stand before kings. The work you're supposed to do in front of the king is to speak to him. And you minister to the king and you say, Oh king, I get that this should be what should be in season this year, but I've got another idea. You can make people worship with what they wear. Doesn't have to say Christ on it. It just has to be a work from a letter. As far as the generation is wearing the letter of God, they're worshipping God. I saw the ring on Pastor Toby's hand and they said this is uh, Evangelist Stella. There's no rapper, there's no body I've seen with such a thing. It's absolutely beautiful. What, welcome Pastor. What would it take for a whole generation to worship God, it would take Evangelist Stella to begin to lash some words. She gets into Hatton Garden and she begins to speak. She has influence over one or two jewelers who happen to make jewelry for rappers. But then she begins to speak to them and just because she's altered their design, you know, I'm trying to expand your mind here. Word is not the Bible. If Evangelist Stella can get one of these guys to alter the design, that's word. So she's created a, an image of the word and she's put it on her pastor's hand. The thing on his, on his finger is an image, is, is how she has decoded the last few days of PTPT. What her mind came up with was that, I don't know, what the hell do we even call that? That thing is crazy. Just when you thought it couldn't get better from what she did the last time. So I'm saying to myself, 
is this how word works in this letter? So when the Lord wants to write on her body, because the only page and the only paper the Lord has is our body. He doesn't have paper. He uses flesh. That's why when he called Moses up to the mountain to give him the Ten Commandments, he said, listen, on this stone, you remember? You remember that you are living stones? Yeah? On this stone. And then he began to write and then he was chiseling out. There was a, that, that, you know that stone there represented a body. It represented a body. And that's why when Moses broke it, the Lord was very ha- angry with him because Moses killed someone in the future and he didn't know. So I'm, I'm saying to myself, where is this movement going? Where would we end up if we were really to sink ourselves in this word? What should we look like? If you're still in the place of just employment, I need you to change your mind as to how that employment works. If Kike is an actress then it will be that every expression of acting that she does is a word. Do you hear what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if the movie is a violence movie. Because that's why the religious guys will now step in. Hey, she can't do violence. So, uh, it has to be, uh, if the movie is not about Christ, who's going to watch that junk? Seriously, who will watch the junk of watching Christ crucified? Seriously, you don't know about it? Even you who's in the church. I'll be worried if Christians are lining up to watch the resurrection of Christ. What does, how, why? You don't know about it. Okay, no, because I'm trying to make you even see something. So if then we shouldn't be watching it, why should someone in the world now wake up and say, ah, today I'm going to watch Passion of the Christ. It's a great movie, amazing, and I'm sure it evangelized to many people. But this generation, we're all going to wake up and our motive is to watch Passion of the Christ. I don't want to be upset. So I will intentionally go to upset myself. No, she's going to be in a movie about drug dealers. And maybe she's even one of the people that's selling the drug. I don't know how, what her future says. <laughs> Or honey trap something. I just learned that one recently. (laughs) But it has to be that God is able to express himself on every mountain depending on where he's sending the letter. And then the Lord writes a letter to media. He's writing a letter to media because he's, but listen carefully. He's not against the manipulation of media. But what he's upset about is that how can I manipulate the media 
on stories that I want manipulated. Some of you have just, you've been westernized and you, you have an image of what righteousness is. You don't know what righteousness is. You think to manipulate is evil. Okay. So you ask yourself, did Pharaoh, was Pharaoh just born to just give Moses hard time? Or did someone manipulate his heart to make him stubborn? So those who are in media, they, they become, they're very crafty people. God, God writes on these bodies. These are crafty bodies. They, they just know how to cause drama. They know how to make situations difficult that should be easy. And God writes those letters because there are people that he intentionally wants to get to. But he doesn't want to sound nice. So he, he brings those people who are able to craft. He brings those people who know how to take a picture in a room and make this place look like 1,000 people. And then he knows that I need this person because I don't want them to know that there's only 100 people here. Letters that are being written out in the finance mountain. Because one of the things about the finance mountain is the church ignored this mountain. They ignored that church, should I say. Because they felt like poverty made them righteous. So they left that church to the world. And that church inherited some evil preachers. Some bad prophets came into that church. So God begins to raise up pastors, men and women of God, to go into those churches and speak. But what are they saying? They're telling people on how to sow seed without calling it seed. I'm trying to expand your mind. When these evil prophets came, they created charity. They created charity companies, uh, Oxfam, da, 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 all this junk. And they said to people, now you're going to sow, but sow here. This is the, you, you know when you're telling people in the world to sow, what do they tell you? They always tell you, no, but I give to Red Cross. <laughs> I don't care if Red Cross is set up by a church. I, I really don't care. I'm just saying that are they in the work because that's what those, those pastors would do. When that pastor took that pulpit, he himself knew that even though we make this amount of money, we must still sow. But let's sow into the endeavors that benefit us. The setup of every financial company, I know because I've been in there. The CEO of the company will run the company. His wife who just so happened to be a philanthropist. Yeah? I don't know, maybe did you get that from Scandal or something? No? You seem to know it so well. His wife just happens to be a philanthropist. So all of you that are putting your blood, sweat and tears into this company, when it comes to the day of sowing, you now sow to this man. And you don't know you're sorry to the guy. <laughs> the 
The city is powered by blood. They're taking your time. They're paying you wages. And then they say, oh, there's a charity event at the end of the year. Oh, what are we going to do? We're going to play football. It's a charity event. And everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we play football, charity event, and we raised 10,000 pounds. We raised 5,000 pounds. You know, sometimes you laugh at what they've raised. But have you ever asked yourself, where is it going? So your boss will then raise his hand and accept your, your seed. And then you wonder why people are in bondage in those places. God is writing a letter to various churches. And what I'm saying now is as Paul City Church, I want to see leaders who are able to see. They can see where they are being sent to as a letter. There's not going to be any restriction leadership-wise if one of my leaders comes and says, Sir, I believe I'm being sent into the world of engineering. I believe I'm being sent into the world of, of, of hair and beauty or whatever. What do I do? What I will first say to them is, when you hear the word, how does it translate to you in that field? Every leader now should have a disciple and a mentee. You know what makes me laugh? Those leaders who... You're picking your mentee from church. If you're in full-time ministry, okay, Pastor O has to pick his people from church. But you, you're, you're full-blown engineer. You don't have one mentee from the engineering world. It's in your community unit you want to start um, binding and restricting people. You begin to build your 12. And you pick your 12. Why? Because remember that I said the last time that word times time equals what? Ah, man. Overdose on word. They're gone. Word times time equals flesh. If I take in the word... Over time, what word turns to is flesh. Hmm? The ring, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> word can never exist as something in your mind. If you've really taken in the word, over time, that word would then give birth to something you can see. So what I would say then is what Christ said to himself when he had been filled with the Holy Spirit and he picked the 12 disciples, he was pouring himself out, but he was giving himself a time though. For three years, he focused on these men, 12 men. For three years, he focused on them, determined that he must put himself out fully into these 12, determined that the word must become flesh. If you're in school, the manifestation of the word is excellent grades. Because the word has to take a form. It has to take a shape. If it does not come in what you, are, what you spend your time in, then ask yourself, what, have I really received the word? 
it is not possible for you to receive the word and the word dies in you over time and there is no no manifestation of that word that's why I was saying that it's good to follow because if you're following and you're doing the same act as the man you're following you sometimes could only see what manifests in you through him I'm just saying that if we really spent a moment of PT, PT, and then again, remember that the week before then, we were in three or four, was it? No, we were in five intense days of the word. Talking about love and where God lives and where God dwells. If I am to soak myself in the word fully, what would that word look like after a time? Because Christ could not come in Genesis because the word spoken of Christ needed time before there could be a body. He could not come in, in, in Jeremiah. There still needs to be some time. So what I begin to do is I begin to soak myself in the word because that word is a seed for a harvest and when the day comes for that harvest, I don't want to be lacking. You can approach a time in your life that if there is nothing to show in your life to, to help you move through that time, it could mean that at the, at the space, at the space when you should have been in the word, so that in this time there would be a standard, there would be a flesh, there would be a man to oppose this thing that you're facing, you didn't spend time. Fellowships should be springing up in Goldman Sachs. Fellowships should be springing up in universities, in, in, in a movie set. Spring up a fellowship. What's fellowship? You don't need to call it Pulse. You just gather two or three of your actors and you just begin to talk to them about word you're replaying a leadership class you're replaying a thursday sermon but the person just believes that you're wise what are all these words of wisdom coming from this person they, they just seem so wise i you know what i'm going to listen to this person at the point where that person says that i will now listen to this person they have then said I will now follow this pastor. You don't need to be a pastor. So what our man of God said, Pastor Toby said, it's when the world anoints you, then you can know who you really are. How would we know that we are evangelists? How would we know that we are apostles? Because BBC will first come. Remember that he was saying that. The BBC will first come and say, this is a new message. Prophetic. This is a special kind of way of doing church, apostolic. I'm not interested in what Pastor O wants to say about me because, you see, Pastor O is my pastor. And in the space of pastoring, I'm one of his lambs, but you see, I've been sent out into the world to be a shepherd. So I need to know what the lost sheep are saying concerning me. Do I look like a shepherd? There are sheep that are lost on mountains. 
So what God is doing now is he wants to test leadership to see is Stella the sort that will go after the one sheep lost. He's lost on the mountain of Jewry. He's in Hatton Garden and he's lost there. Can she break his legs, put him on her back and bring him home? I'm not concerned about those sheep who are in Spat Nation that want to do jury. No. Yeah, there's lo- you know, there's always there's loads of people who want to do jury in the church. And your first mistake could be let's now start a jury fellowship. All of us here. No, you begin your fellowship outside. You begin it outside. So then what happens on a Tuesday night when Paul Central is about to hold, then a bunch of jewelers come in from Hatton Garden. And so when you're given the word and you're given a message, they're all decoding it as to how there should be a ring or a chain to represent what this man is saying. Then when the, all the rap kingdom or music kingdom or whatever put this jewelry on, they're worshipping. I said to Dr. Emma, we don't need a building to have a hospital. We just need to have the hearts of doctors and pharmacists who run a hospital. Before you know it, you see, that's where it first starts. If I've really fully taken in the word, what does this word drive me to do? It cannot drive you to continue studying everlasting study in your room yeah uh, pastor oh, we're just praying we're praying right now uh, uh, can I call you back uh, sometimes when I hear people say that thing, I just think shut up man so you're, you've, you're ahead of me in prayer imagine I call someone one day and they told me sir sir can I call you back I said why I'm praying <laughs> I was, I was actually upset. I was really upset. What, what should this word drive me to do? I was, now the, the next, the next um, church we're going to visit is the healthcare church. We have a meeting on Wednesday. Dr. Emma knows of it. I believe Pastor Eben knows a bit of it and Aliyah knows of what happened. Aliyah should be a pastor though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The only way for you to take all those, you must have pastors there. So in the same style as Paul's legals, I've had this meeting during the week. I don't even think I've told the boys yet. These guys came, they said they want to buy gold. Obviously, you know I'm a gold man. So I said, okay, let's sit down, let's talk. And we're talking, 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 talking. But then somewhere in our conversation, it didn't work out. So I just said, listen, you know what? This is not going to work out. Um, but if you ever do, are able to, you know, ab- abide by my procedure, then, you know, let's speak again. I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. Thank you for your time, Pastor. But um, also, um, we didn't get to explain to you who we are. I said, okay, who, who are you guys? I said, ah, we're DE group. <clears throat> it's a DE group. I said, okay. 
right? I don't know who DE Group is. He said, you don't know who we are? I said, no, I don't know who you, you are. He said, DE Pharmaceuticals? I said, no, I don't know DE Pharmaceuticals. My guy, you came here to buy gold. You're now telling me you're DE Pharmaceuticals. He said, no, we're the, we're the biggest pharmaceutical company in the UK. I said, okay, well, that's great, you know. That's, that's nice. But, you know, I've got some guys in pharmaceuticals. So he could see that I wasn't really receptive as to how big his, their group is. So the guy just went on his iPad or whatever, typed in their website. Listen, I read the first line. <laughs> I looked at the guy just for, how the heck did you get here? Why are you even here? I said, so who, you, you, you're the person. He said, yeah. These guys are the biggest pharmaceutical company in the UK, maybe even in Europe. So for me to even test how big they were, I, f I came to Dr. Emma, I was like, do you know DE Group? She was like, yeah, DE Group. So I said, huh, <laughs> the, f the healthcare people will know. So the guy goes, Pastor, you know, I want to see how we can do something together, you know, forget about the goal, let's, let's do something together. So once he said that, I didn't know how, he vented my my whole thing now. <laughs> you know, this is how things usually start with PO, isn't it? When you start with, let's do something together, then, okay, yeah, let's start talking. He said, we're struggling on getting ourselves into other countries. What can we do? So the first thing, I just said to him, listen, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, because post-legals has happened already. So I, I know the model. I know the shape of how these things work. Okay, this is what we're going to do. I've got a doctor. I've got pharmacists. We're going to come in uh, into your company, and we're going to take your company into Ghana and into Nigeria and anywhere else, okay? And the guy goes, fantastic. How, how do we do this? How do we start? I said, wait, first of all, let me give you their names. So this one is Pastor Emma. This one is... And I'm... And he's like, are all of you guys pastors? I said, yeah. Yeah. That's why I said that we should have make a layer pastor. <laughs> so he said, yeah, go start your company and let's get us into Africa. Get us into Africa. I said, listen, even better, if I start my own company, when I, I know how Africa works. If I get there and I tell them, oh, um, it's Paul's pharmacy. They'll just look at me like, what is Paul's pharmacy? I said, let's start DE Africa. The guy said, yeah, of course. I said, yeah, we're going to start DE Africa. And you guys are going to come on the company. And then all my doctors are going to come on the company. And we're going to go into Ghana and sell there. And we're going to go into Nigeria and sell there. He said, fantastic. Let's meet in Newcastle on Wednesday. Just like that. No, so, huh? No one's excited. They're just blown. They're blown. Their mind is blown. <laughs> so, before we wanted to do, and they do all that online pharmaceutical stuff. Remember, we wanted to do this thing before. And we're waddling our way through, and we didn't know how should this thing start? How would this thing look? But when the time to start it came, what the Lord was saying was how you wanted to start before was too small. So overnight, we've joined one of the, we've joined the UK's most or biggest 
pharmaceutical manufacturer and distributor. Just like that. What did it take? It just took some words. Do you understand? At the moment, this is my faith. This is, this is my faith. The moment anybody meets me, something has to change. The moment. That, that's the confidence I'm moving. So for me, I'm like, yeah, meeting, 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 meeting. But whenever there's a meeting, I always say, listen, forget phone. Come, let's, let's meet, let's speak. Because there's no way in meeting and speaking there's not something that's going to come from it. Do you understand? When there's enough word inside you that you know you can alter situations. How did we get to a place where on a Wednesday we're going to be traveling down to Newcastle to negotiate terms on how to work with the largest please, they're called DE Group, if you want to Google them. The largest, the UK's largest manufacturer and distributor of drugs. How did we get into a space where now we're taking them into a country? And now I understand why Dr. Emma will be so, um, you know, she's so influential in Ghana. You know, when she was doing her Friday Born, and at that time, it may look like, what's this person doing? And then at that time, when she's saying to Paul, say, you guys contribute something. And we know we always contribute. We contribute something for that. It's easy for a pastor to see that and say, this, this girl wants me to contribute to her Ghana holiday. <laughs> yeah, because that's what someone would have seen. They're not going to see it as, oh, she's going there to work. It's, no, she's going on holiday and she wants me to pay for it. So now you begin to see why certain bodies, certain people are sent to you. Because then you can write a letter, the Lord can write a letter to a place that he's been trying to write a letter to. So the first church, the pharmaceutical church, the, the hospital, the healthcare church. How far from media? I've told Pastor Mariam, you're a pastor now. The only way for you to prove the oil on your head is you go and you fight. Yeah? So you're going to take this, your media team, and you know how this all started? We were in a meeting in Eastside, and everybody was looking for who's going to do our social media, and I said, Mariam is going to do social media. She said, ah, no, I don't like social media. Why do people always make me do social media? Uh, Evangelji, you were there, Remember? You know it's not been six months. A whole revolution in the place of media. A whole revolution. What do I mean by that? I'm saying, how do you revolutionize to the place where you have a whole church unit working together in media? It means that there is a calling on that person. That person, is, they, they know how to unify So I said, this is the next place. All those who are in your Pulse Media, make sure they're actually media people, yeah, and they're ready for work, because this is what you're going to do. You're going to create a Pulse Media that will bid for contracts. So 
let it be the first church unit that gets jobs that are not fly off Monday and fly off Tuesday. I want the day where Paul's media will say, Sir, leadership class flyer, <laughs> you know, we're working on um, Sony's flyer today. So is it okay for you to just turn up to leadership class? I say, Yeah, it is very okay. <laughs> it is very okay. I want, I want them working because that, that is the letter written out to that world. The more companies that can use that image, as they use that image, they're worshipping. Because guess what? As to the word that they received, that is how they translated I want to see an advert. I want to see a billboard. There's a magazine. I want to see magazines. And I want to know that behind this magazine is a Pulse Media. Sir, this is how we translated this company's desires according to the word. These are the standards that the Lord is trying to raise up. So that's where we're going. I just said I'll use that first hour just to drum in the vision of the Paul's church. That every one of you here is a leader and a pastor and a minister, but I need you to be confident in the church you've been sent to. And maybe some of you don't know where you've been sent to, but in time you will know. In time you will know. At the point where you understand this thing, then you begin to place words. You begin to place words. And, and I need you to learn now how to be very, very intentional with your words. Very intentional. You're intentional and you're saying something. Don't speak. Learn. Learn how to speak to people intentionally. That's one of your first... That's one, of, that's one of your homework, actually. Learn how to speak intentionally, as in you're, you're speaking to this person and you're giving them words because. You know, if you can speak like that, you avoid gossip. Because guess what? If I don't have anything to say to Pastor Curtis, I'm not going to open my mouth. You're speaking intentionally. Pastor Toby was, was, I was sharing with him and he was sharing something to me. You know, he's very open and he speaks very intentionally. If he, if he, if he disciplines, if he, if, he, if he says something to you, it's for a reason. You know, it's, more, it's much better for you to be disciplined by your pastor rather than for him to just keep quiet. Let me tell you why. And then we'll use this to get into the word. So, Pastor Bakari was speaking about the fruit and the seed. And then he was going into that scripture saying, now your, your fruit, joining with my seed, has opened an account. Are you with me? But you see, I was, trying, I was hoping that we've understood what this man was saying. Because again, that's another intentional speaker. I hope we understood what he was saying because you see, 
is the fruit that gives you pleasure. That's why Apostle Toby was likening it to a relationship. The fruit gives you pleasure. But you see, you can't eat of the fruit if you don't have a seed to ensure that that fruit will always remain. Do, do you get what I'm saying? You eat the fruit and there's no seed. That's it. Fruit gone, nothing. But if there's a seed, guess what? You sow for, for another time for that fruit to give birth, right? Is this for leadership class? Ah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to expose the man's plans. <laughs> uh, I should go on. Yeah, no, it's, it's because it's Pastor Bakari's life, so I don't. I decoded his life. I told Pastor and Pastor's like, whoa, how did you get that? So I'm thinking, do I share it? Okay. Okay, yeah, let's go. You see, <laughs> you know what he was saying? This guy has been called into another work. Okay? He's been called into another work, a nation work. Now, the seed and the fruit are still the same people, but in different time zones. So, when he saw PT, he saw himself in another time zone. Yeah? And that brought joy to him. That's why he was reading that scripture. He was reading about Paul speaking to a church because it was actually him speaking to Spack. You understand? So he's reading the scripture and this scripture is just him. He's, he's li- I said the second sound check was the most ballistic. People didn't even know what the guy was saying. So, ah! Shake them, say, okay, what did, this, what did he say now? I don't know. Everybody was making noise, so I just joined in. If you were hearing what this guy was saying, so the PT in the other time zone is a fruit. Why? Because he can't leave the church until he sees himself in the church. Do you get what I'm saying? Because he still is, listen, the guy you saw on that day is still your pastor, PT. He's just PT in the future. I hope you, you got that. It's the same guy. He's the same guy, but you see, he can't leave the church because he needed to know that his spirit is still in the church. Yeah, they got the same birthday, everything. Yeah, the same birthday, day, month. <laughs> this leadership class, don't just share it. See, don't let this one circulate. Don't let this one circulate. So at the point where he's seen himself, he's now comfortable to move on to what God called him for because he said, an account has to be open to me, but until I see the fruit, 
But guess what? Because he's the seed, he says, I'm going to plant this seed of where I'm going into Spat Nation. <laughs> so then, with that, you should then know where Spat Nation is going. Our whole work is not church, it's nation. I don't even know how we stumbled on the name Spat Nation. It just is so befitting. So then, at the point where he had to pray for your pastor, he didn't allow your pastor to kneel down. Because kneeling down is imparting. Kneeling down is me saying, I'm greater than you, now I pray for you. Body to body. So, so you remember that one time, was it Elijah or... <laughs> there has to be a body to body because once Elijah's done that body to body that body there is no longer the person who died it's now him so Elijah had a code for how to replicate himself so the guy seen PT and then he said no 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 don't know that no way you're me <laughs> it doesn't make sense so now we must, I must transfer not, not impart And when transferring is done, then Pastor Nims has come up and said, the original PT, and he's pointing at Pastor Bakari, but did you see what Pastor Bakari did when Pastor Nims said the original PT? Huh? You didn't see? But Pastor, Bakari, Pastor Nims said, oh, we thank the original PT for coming down. And as he was pointing at Pastor Bakari, after he's prayed for Pastor B, Pastor Bakari is pointed at PT. He said, no, that's the original now. Because I've now left the church. It's the same man, different time zone. Oh, the joy of following. I'm just saying that. You know, you know when I'm sitting in the front and, I'm, and these things are hitting me. Ah! It's very hard for me to stay seated. So I'm punching and kicking pieces. I'm like, mm. Pieces are like, leave me alone, bro. Man. <laughs> but what he gave us that day is he gave us the ultimate code. Yeah. I don't know if you heard it. But there is a way for the fruit and the seed to abide together. Let me tell you something. An account cannot be opened to you until you encounter your fruit. And if you're a seed, if you're a fruit, until you encounter your seed. An account cannot be opened to you. So he was basically saying, God has called me for this thing last year, no, four years ago. I tried to do it. But it didn't work. Four years ago, he really tried to go into this thing. For those of you who probably monitor his life. But it didn't work. And he, he knew that I'm not being allowed to go. Because if I leave, who's gonna, where would I, what would happen to the church? So because he did not know of a Spat Nation, he did not know of us. So when he saw Spat Nation, 
he saw himself, he then, he then said, ah, okay, now I get it. Made sure that he did not impart into your pastor. He made sure it was a transfer so that he can move on. So you just hear the level of word coming from Pastor Toby now. It's just going to be ballistic stuff. You've got to be, make sure that your ears are open and you're sensitive. Because as this word is now coming, it's empowering you and I to raise up altars, to raise up pulpits in the world. You don't have a reason anymore to, to say that you're not functioning. Because the Sunday is not for you. It's your day of celebration where all PTs of this generation meet together. The Lord tells a time by a man. But the Lord tells a generation by a people. So at the point where a people come together and they look like one man, then God knows what time in generation it is. There are three generations that exist. The generation of Abraham, the generation of David, and the generation of Christ. If you go to Matthew, I'm just going to take my time and just speak and go around. Yeah? If someone can find out for me where it speaks about um, the generation, the genealogy of Christ, Matthew chapter 1. Is there another mic? Who's going to be the Bible reader? But I need someone who's going to be sharp though. Aliyah, Pastor Aliyah can take that. She can go for it. Matthew chapter 1. If you just start from verse 1, just, just read verse 1 on his own. This is a genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David the son of Abraham. Why it doesn't go back to the, being the son of Adam? And I believe Pastor Toby spoke about this, right? When the Lord is trying to start a new dynasty, you see, blood is what corrupts a dynasty. And blood is what makes a dynasty. Within blood, you have traits. Within blood, you're able to identify a person. How many of you know that it's through blood that you can be identified without your passport? With blood, there is already an image of the man without a picture of the man. So the first thing the Lord said to Abraham, so now we understand why God said to Abraham, leave your father's house. He has to leave his father's house because God is trying to start a new dynasty. Leave your father's house because I will now become your father. 
and we're going to start a whole new godly bloodline through you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, the, the, the bloodline of God will begin through Abraham. Leave your father's house. You've got to leave that house of your father. And for some of us, we know what we've left in order to join this thing called Spartan Nation. You know what you've left. Your father's house is that place where you suffered like the woman who suffered for 12 years bleeding. 12 years of bleeding because the blood in her body had become corrupted. The church suffering for years because the blood flowing within the church is corrupted. The church has to leave its father's house. The Spartan nation has to come because Spartan nation does not come from any father's house. They cannot attribute it to its beginning. They don't know its end, but they cannot attribute it to its beginning. How many years have we been doing Spartan nation? I don't know. Today we celebrate eight year anniversary. Then we celebrate eight year anniversary again, four years later. It doesn't make sense. That is the behavior of someone who doesn't know their dad. You don't know your you don't know where you've come from. You don't know your you don't know the aspects of your birth. Another man who doesn't know his father's house, Elijah. That guy has no family. Leave your father's house because I want to start a new generation of God. Things messed up with Adam, and you know that things messed up with Adam because you were there. You and I saw. What Adam did, are you confused with my words? Of course. So what's the tree of life? The, the fruits that Adam bit of is people of the future. He, he ate their body. Are you sure this is leadership class or is this one of a... <laughs> How would it then be if God wants to work on a bloodline? If he wants to work on a bloodline, he, the first thing he would say is leave your father's house. So Abraham leaves his father's house. The church had to leave his father's house. It cannot be church as it's known. It cannot be fellowship or church unit as it's known to be. It must be made up of people who seemingly have lives but don't. It has to be. And for one generation of them following, it's them following in the manner of Abraham. They're following in the manner of Abraham. I was saying that when, when church exists and, and decides to just exist in the time of Abraham, in the generation of Abraham, that's why you keep on hearing about faith preachers. Faith preachers are masters of the generation. They still follow Abraham to today. It's all about faith, 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 faith preaching. It's faith and their prayers look like faith because when they're praying, Lord, I'm having faith for this new job. Lord, I'm having faith for this new thing. They've already been sent there, but they, get, they turn up to the marketplace with faith. Your master sends you to do work on his behalf. 
you get to the place where you should be trading and you start to have faith that you can trade. It, it makes no sense. The best of those churches, they came and they, ex- they, they pushed past Abraham. And they came into David. D- David, you are the, the what, what, what would we call David now? The generation of hope. David is hope. So, so they come in and then they begin to feed you all things like hope and grace. I know, I know the church that I'm speaking about. Hope and grace is, is your menu for the day. Don't worry if you've fallen into fornication. There's just hope and grace abides. I'm not saying that it doesn't. But I'm saying that there, there is a church that has gone past this time zone. There are people that look like time zones. If you can depict those people, you know who you should walk with. I knew someone that, that it was so clear that he or she was not in the same time zone as I was. So we couldn't run together. We couldn't run together. To be even precise, the Lord showed me a vision and he or she was, was running behind me and I kept on ushering to them, listen, come forward, come forward. They couldn't. They were running with their pastor. David is hope for Christ because they don't know what Christ looks like but they know what David looks like. They know what David looks like. As far as we can see David, we can have an idea of what Christ looked like but that was not the story. Because when Christ finally came, when he came, they had no idea who he was despite that he looked like David. I'm just saying that when it comes to bloodline, there's only one man in bloodline. And a bloodline is only relevant as to who is existing now. There is no need to speak about Rothschild if the family of Rothschilds has no current Rothschild that is in banking and finance. If that blood does not still exist within that activity, then that dynasty is irrelevant. You cannot say that this is the bloodline of Rothschild and then at the end you put out someone who is a musician because his name says Rothschild. It's not. It means then they would then say the dynasty has ended. I'm saying this to you in regards to bloodline. I'm saying that we come from a generation. We come from a line. The line that we come from, it is evident what their occupation is. Your occupation is to save people. You are known as a savior. If you are known as a savior already you can then begin to weigh together your daily activities and the mindset you've used to live compared to the information you have now. If I am a savior, what should my prayers be like? How should I interact with the world? How should I interact with people? 
if I'm a savior, then I should know that there is a people I'm sent to save. I'm only relevant if I'm saving people. Are you with me? I'm only relevant if I'm saving people. Within that occupation of saving, everything exists. Everything exists. All wealth, all, all contentment, everything exists within that occupation of saving. It has to be that Lot would depart from Abraham because he must, he must exercise his ability to save. He has to, there are people around you that they, they're, not, they're not in things because they want to be in things. They're in things because God is testing you. God is testing to see, is, is, is this one a shepherd or is this one a shepherd title but is still a sheep? After certain wins, after certain wins, the Lord then elevates you and says, this one is a shepherd. A shepherd is not only meant to shepherd sheep. Yes, we know what David would do at the backside of the desert with sheep. You see, the lambs and the sheep are those who will follow you. They follow. The sheep are hardly ever stubborn. But then David has to deal with the lion and the bear. Another man that has to deal with the lion and the bear is Noah. In Noah's church existed all animals. All kinds of people and individuals. Lil Wayne, 50 Cent, all of them. <laughs> power, what's the guy in power? I don't know, man. But all those funny guys, they're all in Noah's church. The snake, the beast, the pig, they're all in Noah's church. But in Noah's church... They never kill each other. That's a shepherd. I'm saying this to you because now, like Christ said, I send you out to the wolves. Like a sheep amongst wolves, right? He's expecting you to pastor the wolves. There are wolves in my workplace, Lord. They're not like the sheep, but I know I have the anointing to shepherd sheep. No, you don't. Your anointing is even greater than that. You must bring today the church of Noah. The church of Noah is what the Lord is trying to establish now. Two by twos, every creature of different kind. Every creature of different kind must exist in this church. We must have a lion that we make a pastor. We must have a bear that we make a pastor. So you can speak to the bears. I'm just getting you ready for a time where the whole Spark Nation thing looks even more weirder. Do you understand? It's going to look even much more weirder. This guy is not giving his life to Christ. Why you made him a pastor? I want you to know it's going to be real. He's not, he's not said I believe in Christ. He's a pastor though. Because within that ark, all these animals... What did they eat then? Psalm 24. Do you know your Psalms? Do you know your Psalms? Is it 23 or 24? 
Psalm 23. <laughs> Can someone recite it off by heart? even hear anything again. So <laughs> some people only came in during surely. Surely, surely. Goodness of us, I know this part. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you're following, then you know how the shepherd leads his sheep he leads me what now the only food that all those animals will eat in the ark is grass I don't know about you but I want to be the pastor that has all these different beasts but at the presence of my staff they're all eating grass. And that's the bewilderment of power because then people will say there must truly be a force here because we know this animal to tear down people. But in the presence of this person, I send you out. I'm sending you out because you're going to get into the media mountain and the first thing they're going to offer you is the same food they offered the rest of those who came into media. Sex. Whoa. Come and sleep with this guy, sleep with that guy. We've got things ready for you. Those of you who fall to fornication, you can never lead nothing. It's the, it's the, it's the enemy's first food. Come and, come and chop. Chop and clean mouth. Yeah. You must go there like Daniel because Daniel went there and wanted to show them that, hey, I'm a shepherd. But we only, you see, when Daniel said we don't eat meat, it's not because he doesn't eat meat though. You know, he's a wise guy. He's trying to say something. I need you to become very intentional with the word from now on. Daniel is not speaking about eating vegetables because he's a vegetarian. Some fools out there then started a church that only eats vegetables. It's the Daniel diet. <laughs> what the hell are you speaking about? Oh, we're just fasting. Which kind of fast? The Daniel fast. <laughs> it said Daniel was a wise man. Daniel is so wise that Daniel can be speaking to you, but within his words, there's a word he has for you. If you have ears, like Christ will say, if you have ears, then you can hear. He's telling the God, you don't understand. I will have your king. I will be the one to shepherd your king. I want you to take a glimpse as to what I eat as a diet because all of you will be eating it soon. This is what we eat here. We eat grass, my friend. 
Hey, Daniel eating vegetables always. Uh, what's this, man? A wise man. If the church of Noah is to exist once more, then we have to throw religion away because I wonder if Noah had a Bible. But all he knows is the instruction that all these animals must be saved. All of them must be saved. So I needed to bring them into your church two by two. Do you, do you hear me? I needed to feed them according to, as to how you feed. Do you think Noah had Lebo, Shawarma? Do you think he started slaughtering cows? Oh, since you're here already, uh, we might as well just slaughter you and cook you. No! But it's not the act of eating the meat. It's the, it's the message behind it. If I'm existing in Bombardier, I'm not against them because of their sin. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's, 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 the, church, that's, the, that's the shadow of the New Testament. Please be very attentive to what I'm saying. It's the shadow of the New Testament. The Lord in the Old Testament can say, ah, oh, because of their sin, I'm going to wipe them out. In the New Testament, did the Lord not even sit down with them? If I'm there, how should I behave? My whole mind should be on how do I tame these beasts? I need a word, Lord, in order to create a church in this atmosphere. And my job is not to change who they are because surely they are a lion and a bear. The lion and the bear is not an animal, it's a person. I'm not here to change them because of that. Yeah, the, the, the art of drug dealing will stop. The action of drug dealing will stop. But the same man will exist. I told them, Stephen and Kevin, you can never change. Make sure you don't. Anyone gives you fire, give them fire back. It's not, oh yeah, he's a person, he's a Christian. No. They come to you with fire, you tell them, listen, my guy, do you want to see tomorrow? Yeah? And they may look at you like, hey, what's going on? I thought you are a pastor. You say, yeah, I'm a pastor, but I'm this type of pastor. <laughs> I'm just saying this because we need to be prepared. Because if you're going to lead a nation, you cannot stop homosexuality. It will always be there. So the first thing the church will say is, this guy passed the law for homosexuals. What? They exist. If I ban it, will it stop it? Within Noah was the first prime minister. That nation filled with all kinds of people. Noah would have to pass laws to make sure all the animals were safe, including the serpent. The test and the, and the, and the anointing of a pastor is that in your presence, is, that's why I made you read that Psalm 23, it says, he, he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. They, they, they look like they're your enemies, but in your presence, there is bounty and we dine together and we speak together. I want to raise mature leaders, mature pastors that are not in their feelings. 
I don't understand. Why, why, why should a pastor or a leader react when you now ask her, why did you react? Oh, it's the time of the month. What does that mean? Does Satan know? Does Jesus know? You cannot, you cannot lead people on those things. Never. And the kind of person I am, once I sense is that your time of the month or whatever the, your, that madness, I'll begin to give you more annoying words just so you just look stupid. How? Because how would you then be able to pastor those who don't even look like you? Your results would then be very, very one-dimensional because it will mean that you can only get results when you're in the mood. When, when, when you're in that feeling, you know there's those people, they post up, oh, I'm just feeling like this for Sunday. Sunday's going to be great. And then they put the meme, what's the meme thing, right? They put the meme thing on their WhatsApp. Oh, Sunday mood. Uh. When is not their mood for that? They don't post up nothing. You, you have a constant face that does not change. Because you're preparing yourself for your three-year education. Your three-year education into pastoring a nation of beasts. Daniel said to him, we only eat vegetables, but I understand I'm in Noah's Ark now. And this is what I have to eat amongst you wild animals. But I'll teach you guys how to, how to eat this. So for three years, three years, Daniel is there chopping carrot and whatever. For three years, that's hard though. I can't do that. For three years. In those three years, Daniel is preparing himself because he knows that there's three generations of Abraham, David, and Christ. He must, he must understand that, that school so that when he comes out, they think they've educated him in Babylon for three years, but he's just been educated in the genealogy, in the bloodline. He's been given time to enter into the bloodline. So when he comes out, he begins his church, his ministry. I'm saying this to us as leaders now because this thing is not a matter of time. It's not three actual years. I'm saying this because if we're really going to do something, if your heart is not like this, there's so much you're going to miss. And you sincerely think you're following. You will think that you're really pushing a movement. But at the end of the three years, men become like trees. At the end of the three years, the seed becomes a tree. At the end of those three generations. You see, when that, when, <clears throat> when that generation was not complete, it said, I see a shoot on the stump of Jesse is not yet a tree yet it's still David are you hearing what I'm saying yes, it's still David so it's not yet a tree yet by the time it becomes Christ it becomes a tree if you have grown and if you can give yourselves as leaders you give yourselves that pressure and that time to focus you focus on that tree you're pouring word you're pouring water on that tree and that tree is growing at a stage 
what happens to every man must happen to you. We're hungry, so we need to eat of the fruit. We need to eat the fruit from the tree. The influence of a tree is not that it walks around pushing itself to you. The influence of a tree is that you just know it has. Do you you get what I'm saying? You just know it has. Let me break it down to you. There was a time Christ got upset because he came to a fig tree and it had no fruit. So he had an issue. He said, "What, what happened here? Surely there must have been a seed before someone ate. Surely there should have been a seed before someone ate of the fruit to ensure that there's always fruit on this tree. So he cursed the tree for existing without fruit. The reason why he cursed the tree is that it broke the law. What usually happens to us is this. As you are winning, as you're existing as a leader or you're pushing boundaries as a leader, when you begin to ignore people, because you see, there may be a person that holds that account on your behalf. Meaning that what I learned was that the man of God did not move forward until he found the other PT. There can be a Pastor Mariam, but she's got to find the seed for Mariam to really be Mariam, right? Until you find that person, you cannot now go and then start eating the fruit. What happened in Genesis is what I'm talking to you about. The first sin is not just that you ate the fruit, Eve. But you had not yet seen the seed. If you had seen the seed, it would give you authority to eat the fruit. I don't want this to sound too hard. There are seasons in your life and I need you to understand that time and seasons are determined by people. I need you to start learning how to pay attention as to who plays what role in your life which allows you to have an account open to you in a certain thing. You see, Eve didn't understand that if the seed, Adam, is the one who offers the fruit to her, it will not be sin. Do you get it? Because he's the seed, huh? So if he offers the fruit and says, hey, don't worry, it's seed and fruit, then guess what? What would, what would Eve have given birth to? Just us. Eventually, she was always meant to eat that fruit. But it cannot be by a serpent feeding you. He's not a seed. 
I use this because as a pastor, I use people to determine when a door is open. And I won't move forward until I know that door is open specifically because this type of person is around. You use people, you say to yourself, again, I'll, I'll give you an example. When it came to all those pulse leaguers and all those things, that door cannot be open until there's a Pastor Kevin, that, that seed, you understand? That seed that you work on, a Pastor Kevin, he's not pastor at the time, but he doesn't know that he's in and out of jail with this one solicitor is a seed to birth a legal firm. Because that one, he's, he's creating a relationship with a guy that he doesn't know where he's ending into, although he's only going to prison for the time. These things I'm saying to you makes you, you've got to be more sensitive to your life. It means that you can't just pick mentors out of nowhere. You can't. I expect my mentor or the person I'm following to understand time and season. They've got to know when it's time to do a certain act. They have to know when it's time to do a certain thing. And they've got to be bold enough to tell me it is not yet the hour. It's not yet the time for this thing to happen. Well, let's wait. If we can be like that, then it's saying that there is a point that comes. At that point, Babylon... Because you know the time, they will then entrust everything to you. Because what, what life is about, life is all about, is all about judging times and seasons. The fashion company that cannot rightly discern these are the clothes for fall or winter. I don't know, but I don't think Uggs are still in season. Are they? They're still in season. Huh? They're everywhere. Oh, they're for winter. But if you, a guy is wearing Uggs in summer, then it's a problem. Even though he's trying to look cool. But for me anyways, I don't know, my own fashion timing, which is why I'm not sending to fashion, by the way. I, I, I cannot trust a man that wears Uggs. <laughs> why are you wearing Uggs? I've told, I've worn person even, don't wear that thing, man. <laughs> You're wearing Uggs, Why? There was no other shoe in the market, nothing. No trainers, nothing. It had to be this thing. The understanding of those times and seasons is what allows Daniel to come into prominence because he must know what is next. I want you to know that that's the only relevance you're going to have if you're really going to be part of a bloodline. That bloodline knows that this is the activity that we partake of day in, day out, time by time, generation by generation, this is what we do. The church of Noah. But are we ready for that church? I believe we are. Sincerely. But I still think that the words that we're going to be getting throughout the following weeks are really going to charge us in this regard. In this church of Noah. I, I say to people, you cannot just be seen with any and everybody if you're a pastor. Because then they may mistaken you for being one of the wild beasts when you're meant to be their shepherd. 
don't get me wrong because people will now think with this preaching oh so we should now go to club and no <laughs> the church of Noah is the power that Noah has to bring those wild beasts in two by two into the church where is that church in his wherever you erect your pulpit wherever you lift your pulpit well, I know that Kiki, Kike should be ready to go out because we've already had the, what's the crazy guy? The Weinstein guy, right? The madman. He's exposed really what I was trying to say to you guys. The first food, of, they'll feed you, from, they'll bring fornication as normal platter. See, we get who you are, yeah, but this is the food we want you to eat. The king wants you for his service, but this is the food we want you to eat. It will take a wise generation to be able to decline the offer of the king and still be useful for that kingdom and later on rule that kingdom. I'm just saying that I'm seeing a Pulse City church where a normal Tuesday service, a normal Spat Nation Sunday service is a troop of Hollywood actors flying down for a Sunday service and it's not a problem. We're not fighting to take autographs because guess what? That actor goes to a community unit. He goes to a church unit. In the church unit, they probably work in the media team or maybe they even just fetch, get water for the pastor. I don't know. Maybe one of them, one of these engineers may design or maybe we may be the first church who goes into space. I don't know. If they're an engineer and they decide, you know what, I want to push myself to be the first person to work with NASA and all these kind of people, then you have those kind of people in your church. What attracted these people to Noah is that he could feed them. Remember the three Ds? Do you remember them? Go on, tell me then. That what? It's cold now. Thank you. That what? Debt, distress, and discontentment. So don't complain. If you came into Spat Nation and you had so much. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're one of those ones, yeah. You had so much. You had that good credit, that A1 credit. You had a car. You had a savings. You're doing well for yourself. You're doing all right. You know, you're working. You go shopping every once in a while. You were cool, you know. You're doing good and you just want to serve God. You just want to love God. Yeah, you just want to serve God. And you came into this church and, you know, they started talking about sewing and all that stuff. And you were just like, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, you thought, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to try this thing once. And you tried it. And then you just looked back at your life. Your savings is gone. Yeah. You're now in the car boot sales selling clothes. Your credit is now 100 from 9999. Double figures, 52. Your credit's now 52. You're distressed. 
you're in debt. <laughs> then maybe it's your mom or dad, but they're just telling you, get the hell out of that church. Get your ass out of there. Discontent. They're just they're bashing you every day. That's the qualification. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the grace on David's head. So if you've been called to follow David, oh, sir, I love David. He's such a cool guy. Oh, he's my favorite Bible character. I love David. Mm. So now you met David, isn't it? The grace on David's head is David doesn't know how to lead rich people. Johnson, because he takes too much risk. When he met a rich man, he told the guy, hey, I'm David, I come in peace. The guy started chatting. Shh. So... David had to kill him. You remember Nabal, what was the guy's name? It's Nabal. He doesn't know how to lead those kind of people. Because every part of David's character is, we're going to do this today. This is what we're going to do. And he needs mad people that are just like, you know what? Well, my credit is 52. Who cares? Let's go for it. There's nothing holding them back anymore. David was living in desert going from, listen, let me give you the honest truth about David before you guys read Bible and start beautifying things. He was a robber. Do you understand? I hope you're able to read word in that context. David was an armed robber. So he needed mad boys, mad girls. So he would take them and he go, okay, right, we've just found out this rich guy here has got something. Let's go pay him a visit. That's literally what David was doing. Read your Bible. So when they met neighbor, but he would do it obviously in the sense of, I come in peace. But neighbor, that guy was ready to fall into David's trap. So David said, yeah, great. We rob you. I'll take your wife and I'll share your things amongst my men. That's his behavior. So if you came and you had, and now you don't have, <laughs> you, they were, you're just being fitted into a mold. And, uh, <laughs> and if you're still thinking that someday, sometime, <laughs> it's all gonna get better. <laughs> but let me not scare you guys. Are you ready to fight till we get into the palace? Are you ready to fight till we enter the palace? If you're not, I'm telling you now, you can reclaim everything you had, just leave. There are many that have left. So leaving is not a big issue. Later on in life, later on in time, David's men will end up becoming captains. He will then make a line and all people will fall under his line. Under, under those lines. So I'm going to round up on this regard because they said that we've only got 20 minutes left. I think we should book it for longer sometime. Sorry? They'll give it to us for longer? Okay, we should try. Oh, really? 
speak to speak to Pastor Benta. So anyway, pay attention. We've been asked to form lines and to give on the lines. You know it's so weird that we started with 100 and it collapsed on its own to 70, isn't it? Everybody was saying that. It's just going to keep on collapsing because the lines are very, very prophetic, I believe. But it's not that one line is better than the other line. No, it's not that, please. You're in the line according to who you know you're in that image. I'm not saying that it's that person. I'm saying that everybody is going back to Pastor Toby, okay? But it's a line. It's your people. It's your persons. It's those you fight with. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how you do your line. You just make sure, because I know where this will go in the end. And if I'm as bold as I can be, no, the line thing is going to become a mad thing. It's going to become mad. When, when giving steps out of community unit and it goes into that line stuff, wow. So let's just make sure that for this month, I'm urging all leaders, everybody here is from the Pulse or from any other fellowship, but take the line very seriously and make sure that your scheming from day one of each month to the end of that month is for you to make sure you come into that line with something this is how we're going to fight up until we get into the palace what will eventually happen is that with the lines you just notice that we don't even need many people to give anymore so all those who get tired and decide they want to build their credit back, that's the day they're looking forward to. <laughs> I think it was Minister Nini that I asked her, oh, how's your credit score? He said, sir, it used to be good. <laughs> it seemed better days. So I told her, join the family. We're committed to taking risks, but what I say about bloodline is there's only one person that makes a bloodline. And every other person in that dynasty must look like that one person. Once that anyone steps out, the dynasty is over. And that's the reason why the intention of Christ is to make sure that we really are Christians. We are Christ in this generation. But we can't be Christ because we haven't seen him. So we have a senior pastor that we follow. And we trust that God is leading him. And if you trust someone, you're following him, then what are you doing? You're just replicating who he is in your personal life. I personally want to follow someone who at the age of 25 was washing plate and now is one of the most, leading one of the most feared movements in the UK. Such a short time. There's people who have been in this country forever. You know you have cousins that are 37 years old, right? Think, think in your family. You've got cousins in late 30s, yeah? Think about them. What are they doing? Yeah? Mm, not great. Mm. Yeah? Not too good, huh? Imagine, though. Imagine that. It can only mean that God's hand is on this man of God. Amen. Now, let's just rise. And we'll end it here for this week. We'll end it here for this week. 
I believe we'll have our next leadership class towards the end of the month. 